and then a wall chasing deep speed 50 meters to go in front they're coming at deep speed is it going to hold on it will for jamie carr a century a century of winners from the car of the year welcome to vet doctor behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate i'm your host scoot i'm in studio here with dk the punters punter hello scoot got the haircut yeah haircut yeah freshen up yeah pre-lockdown haircut we're off again i think we're (laughs) off again in my area too those rotten removalers maribyrnong they it's, mightn't have known they didn't. It's hard to know that you had it. It's, it's that mild, COVID, true. for most oh, people. Yeah, but they didn't do anything to the, the, the protocols. They weren't wearing masks. They just went here, there, and everywhere, like, just infect everyone. I tell you what, if, you, if I'm moving someone's house, I'd struggle to breathe in a mask just quietly. It's heavy lifting. Like, I saw some footage of a girl running a 400. They made her run in the mask, and she's collapsed at the finish line. <laughs> so it's it's not easy going. What about you, Nico? You've just got back on course, and... Whoops-a-daisy, we could be uh, Oski again. Off. Yeah, so uh, that's not <laughs> ideal. Hopefully we can uh, play on there. Tell you, the one good thing about the mask in winter, when it's freezing cold like it was yesterday <laughs> at Sandown, it does protect the face a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably the one positive there. Oh. We've been seeing out of Ballarat and you know, what's coming handy. Oh, yeah, We've been sure. saying it for uh, many weeks that uh, RV should get an essential workers pass, which is you know maybe a, a step down from their media accreditation, but uh, nothing has changed in that space. And... If uh, we're still going to just bounce through this absolute garbage, uh, we do need some sort of uh, racing essential workers pass to get more people on track, to have 500 or 300 on at Sandown or Flemington. Uh, they got so much space. I just can't see why that won't work. And I guess the Spring Carnival uh, has to be in some sort of crisis again. I don't know how the industry is going to survive another Spring Carnival gone with all the crowds. The race clubs would just be bleeding. I know I paid my MCC membership the other day and... It's they've given us a thirty percent discount, but they'd just be doing their lives. I, I feel for guys like Josh Blanksby, Michael well, Brown, and the guys. How, how, and how can you plan? Everyone, how can yeah, you plan? Oh, well, what a Flemington's on! Oh, we're sixty thousand. I think Pakula said that's where I'm at for sixty thousand. How are they going now? If, Cactus, you know, some two pickles from Sydney removalists come down and infect <laughs> the whole state. You know, a week, two weeks before Melbourne Cup, beauty. You know, seriously. And what about uh, you, Nico? You went to war with Ollie last Saturday. I gave you the big uh, warning about how bad he's been going. He hasn't won since Zidler won at Cranbourne, and so he's he's gone eleven and zero. Didn't do much wrong on those things. Nah, I think him fly was just, just poor. he was just poor. And Zapateo, she had every possible chance and just wasn't good enough. So mm. um, yeah, he's a bit hit and miss at the moment. That's for sure, Ollie. Um, it is the middle of winter though, so maybe. Leading into oh, the spring months, he finds a bit of form. I've got a sweet spot for him. I had mm. a look at it. I had a look at the stats and all this punting form and whatnot, and that look around. <laughs> yeah, I've got a sweet spot. You want to back Ollie if he's on a first starter yeah. at Geelong or Cranbourne. Okay. Yeah. So that's where Zapatio was. Yeah. Okay. Nice little pearl. So, so he's he's yeah his uh, first starter stats are very good. R- riding a first starter and his pr- provincial stats at those two tracks are good. That's where he rode Zidler. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cranbourne. Yeah, Zapatio won at uh, Geelong. At Geelong. So, yeah, his so, metro stuff's down and all that, but I, I reckon if you want a sweet spot, if you see Ollie on fits in those criteria. In the bush. In the bush. Well, not too far bush, but, um, yeah, so I reckon that's his sweet spot if you want a place to keep playing Ollie. And uh, Jay Carr, you got a, did you get an autograph or anything signed, Nico? Didn't get an autograph, but, uh, gee, it was good to, good to see her bring up the 100. Yeah, even even no matter how much of a punter you are and you think narrative and all that, it mm. does put a bit of a smile on your face yeah, seeing yeah. someone achieve something like she did. That was... um. Some good scenes there on track as well. Everyone got around her, and uh, she's very good for the sport at the moment. I, I've never really seen it. I sort of said it on our show during the week. Um, I've never really seen like a jockey be cheered like like sort of a footy player does, or mm. on, in that nature. Like you don't really see that at the races, and then 
you go to the races there on Saturday and there's, you know, three, four-year-old girls, go Jamie and all that. Like it's, it's yeah. very different to anything I've ever seen at the races. Yeah. I remember we were talking to Terry Leighton about when the crowd did that for oh, W yeah. Pike. Yeah, and we're for not, Pike. Again, we're not used to it, but, you know, it was obviously very similar. And like but Pike, that, this was, wasn't just drunken blokes on the drink. Yeah, exactly. Pike is it's punters. Like punters, punters making mm, money yeah. out of him. This There's is kids genuine fans kids of the and sport oldies and, yeah. who have no interest in the, the gambling yeah. or wagering side, yeah, so that, purely that, fans of the sport. That's why she's good for the yeah for the sport in the in the broad appeal. Speaking yeah. of uh, fans of the sport, if uh, if you weren't tweeting about Galileo, oh. the death of the super stallion, Very do you even like uh, <laughs> horse racing? DK, question for you. Yes. Are you going to tune into the, the Galileo funeral am I, on yeah, Zoom? Zoom? Yeah, yeah, I'll go to the funeral. Like, fair income, like Galileo. Like, <laughs> geez, he was a superstar stallion down here, wasn't he? Terrible. Big yeah. flop. You, you, were you, are you a racing Twitter person if you didn't tweet about it? Like, seriously, with your photo with Galileo and all this. Like, I, fair income. I think Adelaide might have been the only success story, the horse that uh, knocked off Faulkner. I think he was the son of Galileo, wasn't he, Adelaide? Yeah, but he came from the, bred in the Northern yeah, Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. couldn't breed one out here. No, legless down here, legless. But mm. uh, they, they didn't stop everyone just chiming in and how, how sad it was that Galileo had passed and putting their photos up with him. And I mean, the, that just shows the power of the breeding industry down here. Everyone just wants to insert themselves in a, in a breeding story. In a but narrative. Yeah, narrative, mm. Uh, what else is going on? The uh, the week off uh, is coming up in Victoria, wow. July 26th. So it's only going to be from the Monday to the Friday. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, you'll come back roaring and hungry for uh, August and that Saturday-Sunday meeting. Yeah, I think it's, right. a, it's a great win for the jockeys. Um, and it's a good break for, I guess, us punters. Bit of time to catch up on the databases all or that. just not look at the punt all week and not get you know further back in all your tapes and things like yeah, that. But, um, get on top yeah, of things, have a day off, take a, take some, take a breath. The only time you get to take a breath is like I just found out that Bendigo's off today. Mm. So beauty, you can go home and take a breath, yep. you know, catch up on the database, maybe do a bit of research. Uh, well, we, you know, we, R&D. You know, I'm thinking of what things can I look yeah, up today, yeah, go back and edges. reflect on my last three months. Is there anything in the last couple of weeks? Could I have done things better? Just some time to do it. Otherwise, it's just videos, form, database, this and that. You know, it's just every day is the same. So um, gives it gives you time to take a breath. Uh, the only thing is, because unfortunately, we might 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 be a bloody waste of time. We might be getting a lunch, depending on uh, how uh, we could be in bloody lockdown for that week. So it could be a complete waste of time. But anyway, mm, we'll see what happens. But, uh, but the, the, the trainers are still blowing all this stuff. There's still people are blue. They blew about everything. It's only a trial. <laughs> Like the staff, oh, the staff don't get it. We'll take annual leave, like everyone else, if you want a break. Mm. Like seriously, yeah, run, run, skeleton staff, run, skeleton staff. Yeah, take a few days off yourself. Leave your foreman to run it or something. Oh, the, the horses are still going to be walked and fed. Of course they do. That's why racing got kept going in COVID anyway. Because mm. Daniel Andrews said, "Because the horses still got to be looked after, so might as well keep racing going." You know, so you touched upon a good one uh, with the freshen up and what to do with that. Uh, we've had a lot of people sort of slide into the DMs and ask questions about covering off more mental game. And I guess with a bit of a quiet patch in racing, maybe we can uh, talk about that. Something that I do, and I've, I just I've known and I've been betting for the last sort of ten years. I know from a racing perspective, I've got probably three bad months or three three months that I just don't generate a lot of winners, and then my turnover drops through the floor, and I'm happy for it to do that. And that's, for me, it's December. As soon as the good horses go away at the end of spring, I really struggle to turn a profit in December. So I've I, my stakes go right down. And then after the Brisbane Winter Carnival in Queensland, once the good horses go away, I really I, I struggle to beat all the modelers and all the professionals and blokes like you, uh, especially in June and July, and I don't really crank back up until August. So I think knowing 
your your strengths and your weaknesses is a big part for me, and that helps me on a on a losing run. Or if I'm having a bad month in July, I know that this is a pattern of my betting and the the, the type of horses that I find. It's every year that I expect a lull or a flat spot somewhere in December, January, and then July and June. I'm I'm pretty soft, especially down in the in the southern states. And my best months every year are around February, March, April, May. That's where I guess I, I make a lot of my money. And then when spring carnival, the good horses are coming back, that's when I feel. But I guess how do you approach losing runs and what's a, a little mental game tip for the punters out there? Because it's a roller coaster. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, interesting you say December and January. Well, it just, just depends on what you're doing. Your own because everyone's everyone's different. I don't you, Nick, but December and January are good for me because it's dry tracks. Yep. You know things like that. So we we really look forward to it. Where I used to, mate, if it, if it, if I didn't have any family and didn't have anything, nothing attaching me from the post Warnable Carnival mm. to the end of July, I'd be on a beach in Thailand, ideally. You know, <laughs> and it'd be cheaper. Had been in the past cheaper than betting here, but funnily enough, this year yeah. I had a good good stretch through there. So mm. that sort of picked me up. Um, try and keep the legs together a bit in July. Mm. And just feel things. Just I've had a couple of bets the last couple of weeks. One didn't participate. The other one just went like a complete skunk on Tuesday after having every possible. So you just feel like okay, a little bit of things turning here. We'll just keep the legs together, and then August and everything when the good horses and my bread and butter. Um, September's not just September right through till. You know, February, March is supposed to be a good time. You know, that's what I bet in though. I don't. You know, I'm not thinking about Brisbane Winter Carnival. I'm thinking about young horses on the up and things like that. What keeps me going through a bad run is is doing the reflections. You know, so mm. again today I can go back and look at the last three months and and things like that. But you've got to. The only thing I get upset about is if I make mistakes. If you do the process and do everything the same, and okay, variance like, you know, that horse fitted all the categories the other day. It just went shit out. Okay. Can't do anything about that. Would you have to bet over again? Probably, you know. This so it's just it's constant reflection on on what you've done. I think and to justify. Okay, well, you can't win all the time. No, you know, it's, it's, just, it's a game of up and down. No matter whether you're a trainer, jockey, owner, whatever, um, you go through peaks and troughs. As soon as you realise it, okay, batten down the hatches a bit, chip down a bit, um, pick pick your marks. Uh, but I just think yeah, just constant reflection on your results. Um, is probably the best way to do it, Scott. What about you, Nico? You're, I guess, a bit newer to the fraternity. Yeah, I'm sort of uh, not one to comment too much here. But uh, look, I've I've sort of struggled the last few months. I think winter is probably a time for me where I find it really hard. Um, the last sort of few years, I've realised that just with uh, like you'd seen the same horses all the time. Like Scoot said, the data and the modellers, they've probably got a bit of an edge over you. Um, spring, I probably find is my best time. Spring carnival have a profile on a lot of the horses. You can sort of match them up very easily, know exactly what they're supposed to look like in the yard when they're ready to go. I find that a very profitable time of year for just the way I sort of operate. And then when the season sort of turns, early December, again, I'll probably have a little bit of a drop-off and then come back to the, the bigger time, say, Autumn Carnival, probably um, goes up again. So, yeah, just change of seasons and probably deep in the winter is probably where um, someone like me is probably essentially a yard man, a big trial watcher, probably struggles a little bit. Um, but I do a lot of my betting in the metro, so um, if I was probably going to look away from doing that, and probably that might be a time now where I reflect and go, maybe I've got to focus on more provincial yeah, and that kind of stuff, and uh, mm. maybe get your turnover up in a few more of those races. Um, it's probably what I'm doing right now, actually, just looking and reflecting on just how I've gone sort of last three months. Mm. I think that's uh, pretty good advice, and I always find just in work and life, if I've if I've been cracking eye for three or four months, even just a couple of days freshen up, it just a, 
a weekend away, oh, just sort of stay sort of put sort of put put the gun down a bit. You just don't have to keep firing in bullets. And I just remember from my bookmaking days, the guys that have uh, fewer bets are some of the hardest to beat. So you just don't have to sit there and blaze away all day, day in day out, just to try and get your turnover up. So we'll try and uh, cover some more of that stuff off in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I've got a runner on Sunday that I'm keen on. Uh, Britannicus is now going over the steeples, so uh, if it uh, if the track stays in the soft range or not too heavy, I think uh, he's a massive chance. We've got uh, Ronan Short back on, so hopefully I can get out to, to Pakenham on Sunday and we can uh, we can uh, have a winner with Britannicus because he wasn't quite right in his last run at Sandown, but uh, he's back, he's roaring. We've got the earmuffs off him, and I think he's ready to go and become <laughs> a chaser. Over them on the ADs, the music for the people. Yes. The steeples. <laughs> so, fingers crossed. So, make sure uh, you check that out. And something also caught my eye before we get to uh, Bagman. We'll have to do Bagman first. We're sort of running out of time here. But um, another one that caught my eye on Twitter was uh, was Walt. He's done a bit of uh, trumpet blowing. He's uh, our, good, our, he's, our good he's friend John Walters on the bag for uh, Aaron Pike over Open. at the British Open. And he's. Uh, He's pushed a couple of tweets out, and if you uh, if you saw Walt in the stream for the uh, for the bulldozer, you know he loves food. He, he loves, loves the frozen cream. grapes. He loves the uh, the cool accordion. And here he's uh, he knows COVID's gone too far when you aren't allowed to go to the Mister Whippy van. So fans and uh, the golfers have been segregated here, but he's still uh, he's got a sweet tooth. Old Walt, he's over at uh, Royal St George's in England. And there's not much of a crowd there, but uh, it looks windy and cold. But uh, a little bit of a trumpet blowing, saying, "Look at me, I'm at uh, one of the golf majors." Just, I was just thinking, just just on the, he must he must go right at the caddy. Like he's obviously no, oh, he's a he's a gun golfer. He's off he, about he? three or four. Right, okay. He's an absolute bandit. Yeah, that's always something. I went down and knew I knew he sort of liked the game and everyone in racing. A lot of people like golf, but then I say, oh, "I'm going to the British Open to caddy for me mate." The British mate to have him on the bag mm. at a big tournament like that. Like he must be good at the caper, you know. And what he's doing yeah he's uh he, he's deadly with his irons and i think his weakness is putting i think he'd be an absolute <laughs> freak if he could uh putt well a lot of head noise for a putting game <laughs> yeah. Walt, for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's the uh the only edge yeah, i've played a couple of pairs games with him and uh, you don't want to play uh walt for cash it uh he's absolutely that's good on him like he's got he's had, he's had all that shit with drama drama in new south wales and so okay i'm done for six months get on the plane so he's got a very supportive family so get on the plane, go over and have some fun with Aaron. Well, not have some fun, but serious fun and get over there and caddy at a British Open. Good on him, mate. That's pretty uh, – it's not a bad swing. Bit of a hoot for uh, Walt. So mm. fingers crossed Pikey can uh, get the job done there. We'll, uh, we're going to speak to Bag and we're going to cover Morfittville next. We're going to have a look at Flemington this weekend with Nico and then we'll finish up with uh, a DK preview for Geelong and uh, we'll see where the early money's gone at Top Sport. We'll take a break, and if you're betting this weekend, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. We all use it. I think $2.97 is the price for the ProForm subscription. You've got uh, rail and track bias data, jockey and trainer stats, so you hear us bang on about how good or bad Ollie's going. You can find all sorts of little pearls there. Find out where the, cho- the jockeys go for their uh, their hot rides, so make sure you give uh, punningform.com.au a chance and check it out as soon as you can. We'll take a break, and we'll talk Adelaide Racing next. 
Welcome back to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK and Nico in studio, but yep. it's now time to talk Adelaide with our man, Beat the Bagman, who is our Bonhopelli. He's leading the Bet Doctor Brownlow. He's had a couple of lean weeks, just like the Western Bulldogs, but uh, he's back. He's got his voice back. He's over the Delta variant or whatever it was, and he's back with us today. How are you, Bagman? I'm back and fighting fit, Scoot. Nice to be back in the uh, doctor's surgery trying to uh, dissect the form card for uh, Morfordville Parks on the weekend. Looks like it could be a little bit of rain around, so uh, might be looking for the wet trackers, I think, at Morfordville Parks. Outstanding. I think you're trying to uh, trigger a couple of the boys in studio here. You've decided to open the batting with race one (laughs) at Morfordville here, the Barossa Fine Foods Handicap. Sounds right up our alley indeed. And the favourite here in the market for this 1,000-metre event is Lombardo, ex-Victorian horse. $1.95 favourite. Great Leveller is $6. Viduca, $8. French Rock, 9 into eight fifty. dollars uh, Hinchpin, $9. $14 Specialism. Champagne Dreams. It sounds like a horse I'd own. $26, an old-time rock, similar quote. And what you want also on the $26 line there, the uh, the replay we're going to watch here is a last start win of Lombardo uh, at the Morfordville Parks track. Take us away, Bagman, here. I think it's in the uh, Aqua, is it? Aquas. It is in front. misleading in the Aquas colours there. This was, this was uh, over a year ago, actually. And, uh, look, absolutely made a mess from this day. Went straight to the front and... One with a leg in the air. Look, Tico and Nico would probably uh, probably be the best to explain Lombardo. He's a Victorian galloper, lightly raced, uh, has a lot of ability, I feel, and looks really good winning a trial just the other day. Look, if he comes back to the figures that he ran this day at the parks, he'll win comfortably. Um, look, you don't come on air and start tooting your trump for backing odds on pops. There's hardly anything to uh, pump your chest about, but I think uh, Kayla Crowther and Lombardo can get us off to a good start at the parks on Saturday. No, we're just saying we know this horse. Obviously, no, I'm very easy. He was, he was in uh, <laughs> tomorrow, but he's drawn wide at uh, Geelong, so I'm tipping he'll go to Adelaide. Um, yeah, so I think this horse, so he went like a dead set rocket on debut, you remember, Nico, like a dead set rocket. Then he went around at a dollar thirty at Werribee and got rolled, and they just sort of rode him too cute. They set outside the lead, and he's then they then they rode him back down the straight, and then they, that day at Adelaide they put the blinkers on him, and and rode him with intent. He, I mean, he was a dollar sixty five. He, he's entitled to do what he did, but just looking at his two jump outs this time in, that's the way it looks like they're going to ride him, and that's the right way to ride him. There's been real intent getting him forward in his jump outs, getting him rolling. Um, he didn't. I don't think he had the shades on in the jump out, so he left the shades on. So I think that's the way to ride that horse. Intent, roll forward, because um, he's uh, he's got good talent, but he's obviously got a couple of issues as he mm. has had twelve months off. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably the key to him. The, the soft track, like you look through his form, um, that was on a soft five that day. He ran a really good race at Flemington on a heavy eight. So obviously a horse with issues. If he can uh, get his toe in the ground there on Saturday, that's probably crucial. I think Kayla Crowth is probably a good rider for a horse like him. Um, she's got very good hands. Uh, she came over to Victoria for a stint there, Bagman. Now, just looking at her punting form stats, her last 100, she's gone 18%, profit and turnover around 17%. Um, I would think it'd say DK, she struggled over here. Would that be fair to say when you, she came over? Yeah, Taylor. she's more – and Stokes wasn't going as good as he was mm. when, um, you know, if she came over probably now, Josh Richards is going well, but he's riding for a few stables, but he's riding – he's the apprentice for Stokes. He's going good. Um, yeah, I, I think she might have – she's developed, which they can do over there, and she's – as a female rider, she's um, she's really going good over there. Yeah, she does seem very findable. Uh, what do you reckon of her bag, man? 
Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there around the Phillips Stokes show. She gets the pick of the rides here in Adelaide for the Phillips Stokes team. And uh, when Phillips up and running, Kayla's up and running as well. And uh, as you said, she's got lovely soft hands. I, th- I really enjoy backing her on horses that are swooping. I think that's really her key. A bit like Todd Panel as well. They've got their ability just to keep their horses balanced, keep momentum up. And uh, I know Lombardo will probably roll to the front, but uh, hopefully she can keep Lombardo in a nice rhythm. The parks will suit it as well. That tighter turning track, um, I think it can hold on for us in the first. Mm, I don't mind that. I saw someone's Twitter handle the other day. I think it was Kartix. It's uh, life's about momentum. You either have it or you don't, or something something along those lines. I, I thought it was an absolute beauty. What? Uh, who's the big danger here to Lombardo? There isn't one. Is there isn't it? one. Is it just a no? M-word? I think uh, yeah, it's a put-in takeout job. I think pretty much uh, to the market. The markets went up around two twenty for uh, Lombardo. It got whipped straight in. It will start odds on. Look behind it is a very even bunch of runners. I think Lombardo will go straight to the front. And as we've talked about before at the park circuit, coming back and wide and circling at this track is a real disadvantage. If you're going to be riding back, you want to be coming through the, the fence, riding for luck. Lombardo will be out the front making its own luck and uh, be give them a clean set of hills, hopefully, to catch. My apologies for questioning your authority there. That's Let's all right, have a look Scoot. at that's all right. <laughs> Let's have a look at uh, Morfittville Race Two, the Irish Race Day at Morfittville. It sounds like a uh, a good time there. Jamint is the favourite here, and Kay Crowther has got the ride again, three seventy into three sixty. Greetings, Ned, three ninety. Motel five fifty. Dominus eight fifty. Tibetan eight fifty. Turntable fourteen. Illusion. 15 and a pinch of luck. Matt Laurie snuck one over there, $18, and you can get $20 or better. The rest, we're going to have a look at uh, Jar Mint here and uh, talk us through this one, Bagman. This is last Saturday at Gawler. This is Jar Mint in the uh, lime green, I guess, sleeves and cap bag rolling to the front. Um, this horse in April and March of this year was going around at Port Augusta and Bordertown at double figure prices and getting rolled. and Today, it's like winning like wings. I don't know what's going on down there at the Garrett Lynch stable, but uh, I think Kayla Crowther might be checking the brandings as they go across the line because this is absolutely trotted in. It's won three of its past four. The start prior, it won by over three lengths as well in uh, an absolute canter. If it runs anywhere to near the ratings it did on Saturday, it will absolutely walk in here. Five-year-old Mares in form is taking 40-odd starts, but uh, Garrett Lynch has found the uh, the right recipe, and this horse is absolutely low-flying at the moment. I think it will sit just behind the leaders. Greetings, Ned, is its closest danger, who was absolutely outstanding as well last start, but we're giving him quite a bit of a head start, I feel, turning for home. Jar Mint will uh, be awfully hard to catch. I think around that 350, it will start shorter on the day, and it'll be a good bet right now, I think, to get on to. Mm, interesting. It's uh, it's third start at fifteen hundred, and it's off the five day back up here. Seven, it'll be the seven day back. Oh, so, sorry, it's seven five day back today. Up. Seven yeah. day. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, a great uh, great example of an informed mare. Mm. They can just go through these purple patches <laughs> for a, a prep or a period, um, and she's on pace. But yeah, just what I was thinking. I said I looked at her form card and then just saw, oh, she's a five year old mare. She's just she's in the zone, and um, we know what they can do when they're in the zone. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I can't. Um, and the, we've just seen it, Nico before the um, the models. The big players love a backup. They just they generally err on the side of they love a backup. You know. Mm. Yeah, she's going for what four from her last five on Saturday. So if she can get the result there, she'll be uh, at that record. And like DK said, the 
think the big syndicates really play a lot of um, attention to horses on the backup and especially on that seven-day backup as well. So, uh, mare in form, uh, definitely can't knock her, that's for sure. Mm. Especially horses that are going forward, and I guess that's a big difference. As uh, Bagman's alluded to, the Morfittville Parks is more leaderish and uh, the normal Morfittville track is uh, more inclined to suit the swoopers. So make sure uh, across the card you're looking for horses that uh, roll forward. And most of the time, DK, you like horses that push forward anyway. Yeah, and that's yeah, no, exactly. It's, and I probably paid. It's the not penalty. rocket science. No, it's not. And I probably paid the penalty in the last week or two for not probably doing that. So they're on reflection. Yeah. Unless you know. it's Prushkas and the fence is off and it's immoral. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it. that's it at Tachuca. Bruno Stars, God bless it. It's a couple of weeks ago. Now it's quickly forgotten. You're only as good as your last winner, Scoot. That's what Nick Tedeschi <laughs> said uh, yesterday on our sports show, and uh, he'd be licking his wounds after. Uh, yeah, we all piled into Tommy, uh, t- Tommy, Tommy Turbo, Turbo last night. What happened? Oh, fuck. He, he had about four or five looks, and they've gone horrendous New South Wales, and we've all done our balls on the dollar eighty six. Tommy Turbo, anytime he only had to throw the dummy, and he just, like, if he had to throw the dummy instead of pass it, he just in clear air it was, it was sick. Uh, beauty. It was a rough day on the punt. Not even Fletch at Hong Kong could get us out. It was uh, it was a funeral yesterday. It was no good at all. But uh, Bagman, it looks like uh, you're on a winner here in the first with Lombardo, and hopefully uh, Kayla Crowther can get the uh, the Bet Doctor double up, and Jarmint can uh, kick home race two. And tell you what, with uh, oh, it's actually a, uh, a long, long season. So uh, hopefully that'll extend your uh, Bet Doctor Brownlow. Uh, uh, award and I've just remembered I need to uh, send you guys some beer. I'm a bit. Uh, I might yes. have to jump in the car and flee lockdown and and drive that uh, little birdie yeah, lager. My old man's in Darwin and I need him to go take okay. it to Adelaide for me. So there's a job for uh, Dad when he gets back home. I know he's listening to the show, so I'll put him into it. If you want to uh, escape lockdown, Gary, you need to come and uh, deliver this little birdie lager to Eagle and Kelton. I still owe you guys. Big uh, big thanks from us here, uh, Bagman, and uh, good luck on the weekend. No worries, guys. We're due for a couple of winners. Just tell your dad not to stop at the Tail and Bend service station. Could be a bit of a hot spot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. COVID crisis is uh, just taking over the country. Fingers crossed we can get uh, past it. Make sure if you're having a bet this weekend, uh, check out topsport.com.au. They've been in the game for 30 years. Tristan's had probably a big night at the Origin, so make sure you ring him up and terrorise him today. Get a bet on for the weekend, and the Millihans will look after you there. We've got to take a quick break, and we'll come back with Flemington next. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. Got DK and Nico in studio, and it's time for Nico to take us through the Flemington Best or pick of the races there. Headquarters. Gonna, yeah, I love it. Flemington. Fingers crossed Nico can be out it's there. Everyone, space. Everyone loves Flemington. Everyone Flemington loves. Cup. <laughs> Flemington Cup. I saw that, the Flemington Cup. Yeah. What's that? Uh, time on it, apparently. Uh, I think <laughs> it was run back in the 1800s, and now they're... Is that the 2800 metre race? They brought it back last year, maybe, and now they're trying to revamp it into something. Um, a 2800 metre? It's a bit of a jumper's flat, but I'm keen to bet into it, to be honest. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, we'll take a look at uh, race four first, and then we can get into Flemington Cup. The uh, race four is the ATA celebrates women trainers handicap, and a uh, bit of a shout-out. Charlotte Littlefield's starting to uh, get a couple of winners, I see. Good to see her uh, get some good horses and some success. We've got uh, the favourite here, Vegas Knight, drawn uh, barrier one four twenty, Shabau four eighty, Fury and five dollars, Pancho. I think did Pancho win a Bondi Bondi Stakes seven dollars fifty. One more try at nine dollars. Tavi run twelve dollars. Doctor Drill thirteen. 
Orleans Rock 15, uh, Salsamore $21, Crimson Ace 26 and hundreds or better the rest. I tell you what, feels like we're in the washing machine here. A lot of these horses just go round and round and round. But uh, the replay we're going to call up here is Furion, Nico, second up. And you think it might be ready to peak here, third up to two. Yeah, we're in the spin cycle, aren't we, with these uh, numbers. Look, Furion, this is him in the uh, Winter Championship, uh, just looming up there in the Jerry, Jerry Harvey colours. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry Ryan, sorry. Um, green with the... Blue and white uh, checks. I thought this was a good run from him. I thought his first up run was quite good. He attacked the line there, and then they rode him on speed here due to the the way the race set up. They went around 10 lengths <laughs> below to the 600 metres, and it was just a bit of a dash home. I thought he um, stuck to the line very well. He did probably have the best run in the race, but he is a bit of a pattern horse. Um, tends to do a lot of his better racing sort of deeper into his preparation. So third up, he had a very similar campaign sort of leading into the Easter Cup where he ran third up and ran second. He has had a while between sort of a lot of his runs. He's six, and he hasn't had a heap of starts. So he's obviously had issues throughout his career. But um, he raced pretty deep into the spring. He only had 200 days off, so hopefully that residual fitness will hold him in some stead here. Gets to the 2,000 metres, which looks a tick. Gets a very soft run on the map here from barrier number two. I think that could be the key. Um, I'd be much happier to steam in sort of fourth up over 2,000 metres. But um, in saying that, this is just an opportunity where I feel... I think we just have to back him at five dollars because this isn't a very strong race like vegas knights coming out of midweek form um around that sort of grade between like smoke and romans shabow reading articles during the week he's four dollars eighty doesn't sound like he's ready to Not play ready. first up pancho hasn't won forever um and furion just gets this lovely run on the map so hopefully they don't go too fast out in front and he can just show that turn of foot like he had last start and I think at $5, you could definitely mark him shorter if you wanted to. Vegas Knight's ever consistent. Um, he's only won three races, but he's racing in great form. I just think at the price, this Fury on at $5 uh, looks a, an easy enough bet in a race where there's a few holes. So I was happy to back him third up. And Lindsay Smith is starting to hit some real form. Well, that, that was the key when I did, had to look at that horse. That he's, he's with Lindsay, but it's his first prep with Lindsay. He just went into the abyss. Mm, Last prep with Tabernick, but dead set the abyss. Like won the Warnable Cup, and then came back and just nothing. So mm. it's no no shock that um, I'll go on Jerry Harvey because it will change the environment. Give him to Lindsay down the beach, and uh, yeah, he's, he's two runs while they're big SPs. He's just been obviously warming up into the prep. Um, Despite yeah, I, a bun- bunch finish, that form should hold up, shouldn't it? Yeah, well, it's it's, it's slow part. If it, they go that slow, they're mm. just just a sprint home. You know, yeah. it's just like a barrier trial, mm. which is. He says stepping up in distance, I don't mind that. It's sort of sometimes with a fast run, 1,600, up to 2,000, they can get pulling and things like that with the change in the slower tempo. So he's coming off a, a moderate tempo race. I don't mind that. Lindsay will have him fit. Um, yeah, so I just thought Lindsay's obviously got the horse going good. D Bates is a good rider of horses over over distance and everything. So, and he's um, rode him his last two, so yeah. he obviously has a good affinity with the yeah. horse now. Yeah, but I, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a blank canvas, this prep with Lindsay, so yeah. I just wouldn't be, would just completely ignore what he did last prep. Hmm. Yeah, it's standing. Oh, you convinced me. I was uh, I was thinking Shabao might be uh, the fly in the ointment there, but uh, if he's not ready, well, so Sh- Shabao's talented horse. Yeah. Like he ran a huge race first up last prep, yeah, but maybe he's got a share in him. Um, I think maybe the plan with him now would be to get him up and running before a few of these. Like I, I assume they're going to push on to hopefully get into a Melbourne Cup like they did last year and run in the Bart Cummings and those sort of races. But he, he sort of had a, a lean sort of spring when he did that last year. He didn't have many runs going in. I'd imagine you'll have a few runs going into a preparation like that. And just reading on the racing.com during the week, um, didn't sound like he's fully there, ready to win. And I think the jockey booking may suggest that as well. Like 
Um, Jack's riding very well at the moment, but I would imagine if they were there to win, they would have put on a, a more senior, yeah, favoured jockey. Yep, he's one of the usual Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's have a look at the Flemington Cup over twenty eight hundred. The uh, the revamp race here. South Pacific's the favourite at Top Sport two forty into two thirty five. Sweet Thomas five fifty. Royal Crown six dollars. Saunter Boy nine dollars. Lofty Heights fifteen. The Good Fight is sixteen dollars. Uh, Feel the Rushes twenty one dollars. And Cernan twenty six dollars. And much much better S horses like Hakey forty one. Manola. And the replay, Nico's gone uh, across the ditch, and we're going to have a across look the at ditch. Yeah, the good, the good fight in the Maroni uh, purple with the wh- white stars here, just in behind the leaders with the blinkers, uh, getting pushed out. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of luck on this day. This is uh, a fair few runs back now, but I think this is a key form reference for a race like this, given the winner, who is in the humidor colours, uh, Robusto went on to win the Avondale Cup two starts after this, beating a horse called Sound, who, of course, mm. last time we saw him, saw him Victoria, won a zipping classic, ran second in a Bart Cummings. I thought the good fight ran well here, just sort of sticking to his guns. Uh, this was over 2,500 metres. He's run some big races in New Zealand, over 3,200. He's a dead set out-and-out stayer, gets the 2,800 metres here. I think that key form tie-in to Sound um, definitely puts him in this race. He's come to Australia um, and had a few runs here. He ran up in Sydney two starts ago and was wide. He was about four wide on a fence day there at Rose Hill. Ran around about $16. Sweet Thomas was in the same race, went around hundreds. Sweet Thomas is... Um, now 550. 550 here. And the good fight, 16. Yes, Sweet Thomas has won since, but it was in a legless C200 metre race and just fell in. I think there's enough here to say that he's over the odds at $16. He's since come to Melbourne. Ben Mullen rode him last start. He was the third fastest last 200 metres of that race at Caulfield, over 2,000. Now stepping out to 2,800, he's an out-and-out stayer. Any given the ground's going to um, help him there on Saturday. He's drawn 14. There could be every opportunity he just gets on the back of South Pacific here. In a race where, like, Saunter Boy's $9, he is a jumper. Mm. Sweet Thomas has won one race here in Australia at $5.50, completely legless race. Royal Crown won two starts ago at Werribee and since been smashed by Grand Promenade. Like, the favourite South Pacific, I think, is going to be hard to It beat. was an arrogant win last start, wasn't yeah. it? But so, you're getting three ninety to place this horse, the good fight. So... I, I, I like that you've gone looking for an angle here, and it should be. About, and, and you make you make a lot of sense. It'll be up to the, seven dollars. You're right, be, and it'll be up to the ride. Like if Malum, he's had a feel of it last start, he stucks with it. So I reckon this race is that race was a clean up for this. Um, but if he can, if he can do what you think and get somewhere trailing J Carr, then that's his chance. Mm. You know, because he, he's he, when you're at good odds, you need things to fall your way. Yep. yep. You know, and he's drawn out. He hasn't. He's not drawn for every possible. So he's just going to need a good ride. And Malum's an elite rider, so. You know, you got that in your favour. Yeah, he's mm. coming off a double, I think, yesterday at Soundown. So, um, yeah, can just stall. full faith in uh, Moneybags Mullum. And I, I just thought he was way over the odds at $16. Um, all the form he's shown overseas, that key time was sound. Like last time sound in South Pacific met, South Pacific was smashed in a Bart Cummings, started $81 and sound ran second. Like, I just think there's there's enough there in that sort of tie-in through rebut. So I know you got to go back a little bit, but I just thought $16, three ninety the place, like Scoot said. He's Great just, angle. Way over the odds. I thought you could probably get him to sort of $6, $7 here just due to the the horses outside of South Pacific in this race aren't much good. Mm. And as you said, there's a little, there's a bit of junk in this uh, market and there's some some chinks in it. And he, yeah, it'd be crazy not to throw that in your quaddy numbers. So it makes me makes me feel old talking about Mellum. 
many, many years ago. He wrote a winner for me when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. And he was the um, he was the inform inform kid at the time. We bought a, a leading horse. He'd won at Swan Hill, this horse, Ash the Toff. Um, bring it to the sand down. So do we get to ride it? I said, get B. Mallum. Um, he's the informed kid, three kilos. Booked, Dad said, booked him 10 days out, we did. I made sure, I said, get get him, just lock him in now. <laughs> got it home, God bless him. Led, just kept running. Took him out, he was a little 17-year-old kid or something, took him out to dinner that night. And <laughs> DK. Know, bit times have changed since I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah. I think anyway. he, li- he likes to play up a bit, doesn't he? He likes to have a couple he did, of drinks. He did, he's, he's got some kids and things now, but yeah, he doesn't. He, he liked a good time being Mellon, for sure. Mm. We used to see him at Nobu a fair bit with Zara. He loves yeah, getting he loves in, in and around Crown. He's one of those Crown jockey uh, <laughs> jockey crew. They parked there cup week. So yeah. just to, just to, uh, yeah, they get their rooms at Crown for Cup Week and just away from the family, just button down and it's at their best. <laughs> but they, uh, a few other reasons, probably like to get out and about as well. Uh, outstanding. So uh, Furion for Nico in race four and then in race eight, the good fight. But uh, he does concede that uh, South Pacific will be hard to beat. So hopefully uh, there's some insight there. Uh, make sure this weekend you give punningform.com.au a try. they got the benchmark system there. So 200 metre increments. They've got it for Australia, Hong Kong and Singapore. So you can get a lot at punningform.com. We'll take a quick break. DK's going to have a look at one at Geelong, and then we'll go through the top spot big bets. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. We've got DK and Nico, and it's time for DK out wide. They love it. They love this. Do they? Yeah. Every time we don't have a DK out wide, they say, I get 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 fair mail. (laughs) Why don't you just give them a segment every week? Got to save something up the sleeve. Got to say, that's right. <laughs> get loose lips, give up all the everything, but that's all right. We want to help out the punters if we can. So Friday, Geelong Bank Builder. We're going to have a look at race for odds courtesy of topsport.com.au. It's the Hollard Commercial Insurance Maiden Plate. Beauty, this one. We've got Mr. Brightside from Gate 14, Willow on. $1.95 to $1.85. Kiss me if you kiss me if you can, $6. Marquis, $8. Don't forget Dad at $10. Made to be broken, $11. Chelsea Toff, $15. Uh, $17 for cemented and Baron of Bedford, $20. We're gonna have a look at two replays. We're gonna go uh to New Zealand first yes. and have a look at Mr. Brightside, pre-Hayes days and in the blue and white here. Blue and white with the uh, you know, white pom-pom there in behind him. So this was his first start at the races and mm. um, he's got a brow band or something on there. He gets a bump, tries to get clear here. This is not this is not even the start of it. He's waiting, trying to, oh, I'll take that gap there and then he just gets poleaxed. Ooh. Have a look at that. Yeah. Yucky. Nowhere to go, nowhere to go. Just goes line hard held basically, just comes through there. So um, that was spotted by some obviously... Some judges back in Australia, and they uh, they purchased him. Jeez, uh, I spotted him at the jump outs, actually. I said, who's this horse at the Flemington jump outs? He jumped out like a rocket. And um, Here he's in the haze colours. In the haze colours here. Jay Allen did give him a very good ride, produced him at the right time, but he's got two very fit horses in front of him, particularly in D lanes on too much to bear. He's a nice horse. Um, accelerates there. Um, just... D-Lane just lifted the second or the Waller horse and it was third up. Mm. Uh, Mr. Brightside was first up here. Um, so he just peaked on his run a bit, but still ran good sections. Um, it's kept coming at the other horse. Um, now, that I had that race rating really well. Um, kiss me if you can, who's in this race on... Who's the leader again who's in this race on Wednesday, uh, Friday. Um, it's a very solid on pace. It runs good figures, solid figures. Um, they ran good time. So he's got the added fitness benefit out of that. And so, he, again, he was first up. The only reason he really got beat there was because he was first up and he just peaked on his run. So he comes into this race on Friday, second up, um, with the added fitness benefit. 
Um, Jay Allen, I don't know, it's Jay Allen must be on a break or something, having a little freshen up or something like that. But he gets the, an elite rider in Craig Williams. He's he goes suspended, on. actually, from memory. Oh, suspended, is he? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Craig Williams goes on, so he's obviously spotted it and said, that's a, that's a nice horse. Um, Marquis, Oliver, Cummings. Geelong. It was uh, it's a quiz. The jury's out on that horse. Um, he was four sixty to two sixty on debut, and was one paced and disappointing. Um, Ollie said it needs further. They throw the blinkers on it. It's just uh, you have to see it again. That horse you couldn't back it with any confidence. Second start. Um, Kiss me if you can. Just a win. It's right race. It's flying. But I mean, Mister Brightside had less fitness on it there and beat it home two links. So you'd think he's going to beat it home again. The query runner was the uh, horse who unfortunately didn't run at Murtara on Monday when DK and mm, White sent it out. Made to be broken. Made to be broken. was one of those paddy horses who I really like the trials. And I've tried to, you know, I got it right with House Spouse and, and, and that. So I think I've got, a, I've got an eye for the Paddy Payne trialers. Um, they scratched it there and then now they're debuting it here. But I was happy to back it there. Yeah, but different kettle of fish here, a bit yeah. stronger. Much well, Mr. Brightside is a really nice. Mr. Mm. Mr. Brightside is a really talented horse. So it, this can run well. It can run well, but I don't know if it could. It can't do a run a figure good enough on debut to compete with Mr. Brightside. Look, the, the sharpshooters knocked him off straight away because he's got he's a really nice horse and a maiden. He's probably a Saturday horse mm. down the track. Um, it's a race to the bottom now. Who can shoot the tote down um, first <laughs> with the first markets go up, and and that's what's happened there. Look, easy, but I think you can. He's got barrier 14. He's still going to need a couple of things to go right. So I think they'll still let you on him to some degree. You know, so but, like a $1.80 probably rock bottom at the moment then? Yeah, or? yeah, $1.85. Yeah, well, not rock. Yeah, rock bottom. I mean, the market will tell you. It, it'll, I'll tell you what it'll depend on. It'll depend on how much money there is for the pain first starter. Yeah. Now, if, if carrots and all those <laughs> say this is a nice horse and they want to make it a 4 or $5 chance, okay, because Paddy said this is a good horse and it can win, then Mr. Brightside will come out to $230, $240. Yeah. If, if, if the Paddy Payne horse is... Ten dollars, other way, and then this will be a dollar eighty hard. So it's just, yeah, just so you again, you've got to feel or feel your way with these horses, particularly with first starters. I always respect that other people, the market, know more about that horse than me. Mm-hmm. Um, while we try and do our best to judge them and back them, um, we still let the market um, dictate to some degree for sure. What about the br- the brow band that we saw yeah. in New Zealand? You don't often see them, and I always it looks like a horse has had the curlers and the perm. They always make me laugh, but. What's that do? Keep their head down? Or oh, what yeah, is it meant to Nico. do, Nico? I, I, <laughs> no they look bizarre to me. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. I think they took it off him over here. He has had a few gear. He had the Primrose earmuffs and he had a few different things. But, um, What's it meant to do? Maybe a crossover or something. But No, no you don't. they're rare over here. I mean, mm, very rarely so. And I, I, hate, I, mean, I hate the nose roll. I mean, but Peter Moody puts it on everything and he's a good trainer. Mm. He never put it on everything when he was training at Caulfield, but now he's at Packenham. Every horse has got a nose roll on. So he just thinks it's jockey gives maybe it gets him to settle. Put the um, head down a bit. But it is a big thing. What I know, especially with the lightly raced horses, is having them settle. A lot of them race keen, um, and we see horses when they when they get cover of racing keen. Because when they don't get cover, mm. there can be six links between their finishing positions. You know, yeah. if they, if they it get exposed early and stop. So um, it's an important part of the of the development, particularly with maidens. Mm. Even- what I noted on that Bendigo replay, something I kind of look for sometimes is. Gee, he had the years just pricked back and really trying there, wasn't he? Like he was just wanting to charge yeah. the line there at Bendigo. I think. That's a sign of a horse who's like mature. Usually they can have their sometimes they have their ears pricked and they're going to the line and they're having a look around. He was just wanting to run down the other horse, which mm. is a great sign if you're taking a dollar eighty there on Friday because um shows a good sign of maturity. He's a, I think he's a line finder. Mm. Yep. And the only thing that stopped him it was just a bit of fitness. Yeah. You know, he was first up at fourteen hundred, the other horse was third up. And D Lane, I mean he's an elite rider D Lane. 
put that wall of horse outside the leaders, the fit horse, said, well, this horse is going to have to run past me. They were the two hopes. Um, so, uh, look, I, yeah, he's... And if you if you go back and have actually have a look at his jump outs, I mean, there's a bit of... If you want to learn about jump outs and that, go and have a look at his... He's, like, he's jumped out since... Like, he jumped out grouse, mm. you know, just like a really nice horse, so... And he yep. even sweated up there a bit at Bendigo as well, which well, I kind of look at yeah. as well. For first so up. First up, if they... He's a bit they sweaty on a bit the bill as well. So. Sweat going to the barriers and things like that. Mm. So if you see him there on Friday and he's behind the barriers and there's no sort of sweat around, that's probably a positive. Mm. Good sign. Yeah. All right, let's uh, have a look at some other good signs, and that'll be the top sport early big bets. We've got them on the screen now. Eagle Farm, we don't know much about that. No one's done the form there. Race 6, number 12, Zamzara. It's a horse that escapes my mind at the moment. $517 there. Uh, Flemington race four number three Fury and Nico Noonan a thousand at five fifty. Wish it was my bet to be honest. Yeah, knocked off into five dollars. May start shorter there. Flemington race five number thirteen Loana Magic Prushka. Yeah, thousand dollars at five dollars. It's taking you, on it's, Zorro's Dream. I think the favourite in that race. Yeah, Zorro, interesting race. Um, Zorro's Dream. Is that Zorro's Dream Mitch last Freeman. week? Yeah, it's sure yeah. one. That was a sick beat last week. Anyway, Zorro's Dream. That's that horse. Going up to 1,200 metres, mm. though. All his form this prep's been over 1,100, whereas Luana Magic race last start in the uh, series final there over the 1,200 metres. Um, bit of a sticky draw, potentially, from Barry number four if he gets you know, trapped nearer to the rail when the outside's the place to be. But uh, I've always had a lot of time for him. So have I. Won at Warwick Nabeel that day. Yeah. He's, just, he's, a lo- he's a line finder. Yeah, he's just always shown a heap of ability, he hasn't just, he? He just finds the line. But mm. he just, yeah, some, he just, he's a run-on, bit of a run-on, but... Yeah, I like yeah, Loana Magic. Well, that's five dollars, eh? Mm. All right, there's Anything a bit. Else? Uh, Randwick race four, number eight, La Chavalier, a thousand at four dollars, and race nine, number thirteen, eight diamonds, a thousand at six dollars. So interesting ones to uh, take note of, but uh, haven't got to Randwick yet. Didn't uh, I'm struggling to find bets at uh, Sydney at the moment. The tracks are just skew with. Yeah, yeah. Well, Especially Cranbourne. Uh, yep. Sorry, at Canterbury during bat, the week. It was, down it was terrible. Yeah, yesterday. Down, was it rails in run? The usual oh, deal yeah, yeah. Hot rail? Yeah, it was shocking. Yeah. Couldn't have a bet. Mm. Mm. No good. Punters just following up their money. Le Chevalier uh, been very unlucky in a few runs this prep. So imagine they're uh, Chasing their... big flashing light. They're just trying to get something yeah, out of it. They, um, the early market punters love a, love a flashing light. All right, so uh, hopefully we've covered a little bit of ground there for you. Geelong, some Adelaide, some Flemington, and... Uh, as yeah. we say, just take it easy if you're uh, in a flat spot in the winter especially, months. Especially Spring will be around the corner. So uh, just keep uh, keep your cards close to your chest, but uh, also do it responsibly. That's a, uh, a wrap from us this week. Make sure you follow Bet Doctor on Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud if you want to listen to us on the run. I often do that on Saturday mornings. Go back over the show and uh, listen to why the boys like certain runners. Or you can just find us at Little Birdie TV on the YouTube channel. Our new website is about to drop with the app. So uh, stay tuned for that in the next couple of weeks. Excited to get the old push notifications. And hopefully we can uh, get some syndicates and some punters clubs roaring throughout spring. Because uh, it's shaping as a spring that will uh, be interrupted with plenty of lockdown, which is a pain in the ass for everyone. But uh, hopefully, Nico, you're on track. Make sure you check out uh, the Mounting Yard Mail Packs if you want Nico stuff. And I'm tipping DK. We'll have some uh, out wide grouse for us over the next few days. Yeah, today, obviously, we had, well, I was going to have something today, but it's been washed out. Geelong, mm. possibly, possibly, maybe to Geelong. But then we've got Maui and this thing. There's two meetings Sunday, Monday, whatever. We'll be right. Cool. We'll see you next week.